Rich, good to talk to you again, man. It's been forever. Tony, uh, good to have you back on radio. It's nice to be with you. I hope everybody's well. What the hell did I just walk into? <laughs> let me just let me just let me just get offer just a quick opinion on this. I'm, I would have to go with the bats because ever since the early seventies and the movie Willard, where the late great Ernest Borgnine uh, got taken down by a couple hundred rats, I've been spooked by rats. Right. You remember the movie? Uh, absolutely. Andrew they did a remake of that. Ernie Borgnine. That was the original one. You're absolutely right. Ernest Borgnine in the original, Ben. And then they did a remake wow. of it because they make remakes of everything. And the remake sucked. <laughs> Let's be honest. But it was, like the, it was like the most tender song, too. It was like a Michael Jackson yes. song, right? They did like a, a whole song about Ben. And you felt, you felt bad for the rats. And I don't know. That um, scared the crap out of me, that movie. So I'd, I'd come down and suck. Where the, what the hell's going on here? Good Lord. Get me. I've had a very busy week, Tony. Uh, what day is it today? Is it's it a Monday. Monday. It's Monday. Well, Monday after the Masters. Hootie and the Blowfish didn't have, have their tournament today, did they? Usually, I don't think so. They usually have the day know. after the Masters. That's in Myrtle Beach. I know. Yeah, yeah. Got a, got a very busy week ahead. I'll be in the living room tomorrow. <laughs> I'll be in the bathtub on Wednesday. I'll be in the kitchen on Thursday. I mean... I have nothing going on right now. At least you don't so, have to go to uh, Scotland or England. You, you don't have what? to worry about the uh, British Open. That's finally canceled for good till next year. At least we have golf later on in the fall, Rich. We think. We uh, hope, yeah. By the way, I, I did, uh, with the big activity has been taking young Hank. That's our uh, 11-month-old golden doodle for a walk around the neighborhood. Uh, and I'm, I'm guessing people have experienced the same thing. It's really bizarre. We're walking Hank, and... A person with a dog comes right up on us, like like within the six feet sphere, and I jump reflexively, like I ran onto the street as if I was attacked by an eleven foot alligator. <laughs> I mean, it was like people are like you can't get near people. It's so strange, uh, and I don't know. Um, well, aren't some golf courses is, uh, open in Florida, Rich? Yes, yeah, some are. Uh, the, the ones in our neighborhood are closed down. That's been kind of a big, uh, uh, you know, bone of contention. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, pe- people have said, well, you can social, you know, do the social distancing on a golf course reasonably well. Right. Um, you know, uh, but it's probably not a great look. I don't, I don't have a strong opinion one way or the other on that. Uh, they tell me to stay home, I stay home. Rich Lerner of the Golf Channel. Now, of course, you guys are in, still in Orlando. And I was joking, but you know, I actually did watch the replay of your live at the Masters. And I talked when I got a yeah. hold of you last week and said, "Hey, we got to get you on the show." You know, I said I love those live at the Masters. Oh, where yeah. You sit there after the event and talk about it with the great golfers out there. Randall Chambly, absolutely. Frank Nabilo, it was great. Yeah. Well, it's nice. I appreciate the kind words, fellas. Uh, right now, you know, we're we're live from nowhere at this point, <laughs> and uh, we're. Uh, we have a whole lot to talk about. Uh, look, uh, we're hoping, as everybody is hoping. You love football, you you know. I I, I I was just talking to a buddy of mine. He said, "Can you imagine if they can't play Alabama against LSU? Mm-hmm. I mean, people are going to go bananas." Uh, but again, we have to follow. I, my my personal like we have to follow the experts. But, you know, and I I'm, I'm one of those who who defers. I don't know enough. Uh, about the science of, of all of this. If they tell us we can't get together, then we have to suck it up for a little bit longer. Uh, 
Um, but in any event, uh, the idea is to come back and play some golf right now. Uh, the, the PGA Tour is planning uh, to return in May, but, but I'm told that's shaky. And there's another plan to go back in June. The first tournament would be in Texas at the Colonial. Very likely, though it's not set in stone, very likely without fans. I think they'll, they'll go uh, with, with uh, certain protocols based on advice from the CDC and the local health experts. That probably would include uh, testing of all the competitors, say, a week out and then maybe a day before. Uh, I had asked an official what happens if somebody, a la Rudy Gobert with the Utah Jazz, somebody on day one of the event uh, is found to have COVID-19 and they didn't have a good response. Like, would you have to shut the whole thing down? Mm. Uh, myriad issues, uh, you know, how do you travel people? Golf is an international game. Uh, how are you getting players from overseas here, uh, from Canada here, from South America here? Don't have a great answer to that as of yet. Uh, you know, what about the support personnel? You still have to have uh, you know, people to, to run television cameras, uh, to uh, serve food, to operate the locker rooms, uh, the driving ranges, etc. The equipment trucks. Uh, yeah, the equipment trucks. That'll be kept to a minimum. You know, I, I don't know what a minimum is. Is it 500? Is it 1,000? I, I don't know. Uh, beyond, uh, beyond that date at Colonial, the plan is to have a, a fairly robust schedule. Uh, and then, you know, the majors would, would take place minus the British Open or what they call the Open. The majors would take place beginning uh, August in San Francisco with the PGA Championship. You know, I mean, there, there, there's a, you know, one school of thought says a major championship without fans is not a major. Hmm. Uh, another school says, well, these are uh, unusual, most unusual circumstances, and let's give uh, you know, the fans of the world something to watch, uh, which could be therapeutic, uh, with or without fans. And, and plus, there are the television partners that have uh, invested uh, millions of dollars into these events, and they want some uh, return. And and and. Not a, I don't want to accuse anybody of, of, of wanting these returns at the expense of, of the health of the public. I don't think anybody is thinking that way. Uh, but, but if there's a way to do it and do it in, in, a, in a responsible manner, I think everybody, every sports league is looking, is looking at, that, uh, at the various scenarios. And, uh, you know, they, they keep running headlong into some of, of, of the, the experts' analysis. Uh, the scientific uh, community, which is saying, uh, can't guarantee. I can't guarantee that it won't come back in the fall. And so, I, I can only you know, imagine uh, what the stress levels are, uh, the amount of work that's currently being uh, 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 being put into formulating these plans mm -hmm. in, in these leagues, and and. Uh, how intricate and detailed and, and fraught with, uh, with difficulty that, that that undertaking has to be, you know, for the NFL, for, for college football. I mean, you think about college football mm -hmm. and, and how college football anchors every other athletic uh, uh, program, you know, the softballs and the swimmings and the right. wrestling. Yeah, they right? pay for all that. And what, 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 right, and what, what happens if there is no college football? Mm -hmm. Again, you know, it, it seems, yeah, come on, it's four months away, but we, we, we simply, we just don't, we don't know enough right now. And that's what's so frustrating. It's hard to make plans, but, but you know, there, there are 
you know, doomsday scenarios for college athletic programs. I think in sports in general, I mean, I'll, I'll you know, look even in golf, like around the world, say, European Tour, which we carry on Golf Channel, the Spanish Open, French Open, Italian Open. They're great tournaments, exotic locales. They produce some really good players through the years, the, the great European Ryder Cup teams. Um, you know, if, if you're uh, BMW, which is, you know, sponsors a number of tournaments around the world, uh, if, if you're Mercedes-Benz, and you're, you're not making cars. You're, you're not employing people. The economy's come to a grinding halt. Are you going to be sinking money? sponsorship money into professional sports. What kind of a look is that? Uh, I, you know, I, I think athletes are, have, are, are going to have to be prepared, and again, this is relative, to take some sort of a haircut financially, and, and I, I'm, I'm sure that elicits a response from your audience, like, oh, boo-hoo, instead of making you know, a million five for winning, you're making 900000 But uh, I, I think you get the point that, I, that I'd be curious to see what the response is from uh, 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 the corporate world with respect to sponsoring sports. Are, are companies going to be going to the Barclays Center or to the Wells Fargo Center, and are they spending you know, half a million a year for a 20-person suite to go watch the 76ers play the King? I don't know. Uh, the, the, the other school of thought is that you know, corporations will be incentivized and will be encouraged to, to try as best as they can to resume, to resume uh, uh, business as usual because it will be good for everyone. It will be good for the economy. If they're spending money, if they're taking that suite at the Barclays Center, then, then they're employing you know, another 15 to 20 people who serve drinks and food and, and so forth. So I, I, don't, I don't know how that's all going to play out, but I mean, this, this really has decimated uh, the sports world. And of all the industries, th- this, is, this is one, you know, along, I think, with the cruise industry, uh, and there are probably others that, you know, and, and restaurants, obviously, and theater, where, where you know, you, you're, you wonder um, what will happen, you know, two and three years down the road. How quickly are people going to uh, be inclined to gather in, 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 in arenas and, and, and closed spaces? I, those, are, those are tough questions to answer right now. Uh, until, until we have, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel comfortable until I knew that I had some sort of a green light, you know, past the magic wand over my body or his body or her body who's ever coming into the building or the restaurant, and until I can know that, okay, you're good, you're in. And that's probably coming, right, Tony? I mean, something like that. Some companies working on that right now. Har- Harry's Jonesing. He's, he would have been out and bought three new drivers and a couple of <laughs> long putters by now and several dozen boxes of Pro V1s. He's Jonesing. I mean, he actually was out playing golf. A couple of weeks ago, for, for the first couple of weeks, I was. Yeah, he yeah. was out there sneaking up, but he, you know, so the cops came and shut our course down. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do you think about that? What, what, what's your What's your take? I mean, should you be allowed to go play? Well, I think they're. I mean, they're playing. I know guys are playing in New York, and New York's been decimated as a state and as a yeah. city, way worse than Pennsylvania. So it's kind of. You know, it's case by case. I just think that, like, like with you were what you were saying, like social distancing, like playing tennis is a good social distancing sport. One guy's on one side of the court, and the other guy's on the yeah. other. Or what have you. golf kind of fits in with that too? And I think would be a great. What's the difference between going out on a hike, on a in a public park, where, which are packed with people, by the way, now right. every weekend, yeah. than going on your golf course and playing as a twosome and walking? 
Not there. No, you know what I mean, like it's I don't. A fair, it's a fair point. Yeah, it it's really is. Point. Uh, Rich, the uh, biggest like question I'm, though, the biggest question though, is the Talk one everybody's me. worrying about. We talked with Jim Nance about, hey, you know, how about the possibility of having two masters within five months? Do you think yeah. again? We're all just guessing here, but we're talking November now. Do you see the Masters being played in your world of vision of, you know, even if you can't allow all the people there and the pimento sandwiches have to go away, will there be, do you see golf in November at Augusta National? Again, uh, I like the idea, like everyone else. Uh, I mean, Masters in April, they always said, is, is like Christmas in December, right? I mean, it's a staple. Mm-hmm. Uh, but given the circumstances, we'll, we'll wait a little bit longer if we have to because it's, such a beloved American sporting event. Do I see it happening? Uh, I'd be cautiously optimistic with or, or without fans. It'll be a television home run. Uh, you know, they'll, uh, you know, a Masters, uh, you know, and followed by an, an SEC football game. It'll be, a, you know, a blockbuster television day and week. Uh, um, uh, but, like, the Masters has some uncertainty uh, in, in that, you know, some experts have said we could see a return in the fall and the colder months. Uh, but, but um, yeah, I would love for it to happen. I think, uh, you know, we all wanted to see Tiger defend. Uh, you, so I'll, I'll, I'll be cautiously optimistic that, that it happens. But, but certainly no guarantee, Tony. The great Rich I uh, the, I said Rich Eisen, the great Rich Learner, who he, can't even get good, back to the Eisen. Lehigh Valley That's or Philadelphia right. during all of this. Yeah, I, uh, I'd love to be in Philly. I'm, I've run out of things, uh, you know, to eat here uh, or <laughs> ideas of, of what to make. I, I'd love to get myself a Delisandro's cheesesteak. Oh, you know, yes. Roxborough tone. Right on Ridge uh, Avenue. Oh, absolutely. They, they had the great Stella Artois and chicken cheesesteak special for eight fifty last year. You can't beat that Tone, deal with you know, a stick. Tone, you got, do I have time for a quick D'Alessandro story? It's kind of funny. We have a D'Alessandro's cheesesteak update yeah. from Henry yeah. Avenue, ladies and gentlemen. Then we could go to Walnut Lane and play some golf. It's exactly. right down the street. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tony, I, I was doing a St. Joe's, a St. Joe's, St. Philly. I was doing a St. Joe's game, St. Joe's Temple, a couple of years ago up on Hawk Hill. And D'Alessandro's is maybe a seven-minute drive from Hawk Hill over you know, to Roxborough. And it's a corner joint. It's like a row home, which is classic Philadelphia. And they've been serving cheesesteaks you know, out of it you know, for, for many years. And, and if you go, it's um, you know, at 1, 2 in the afternoon, the lunch crowd, and, and there's a line out the door. And it's businessmen and women and working people and just a great mix. People want to get their hands around a, a, a cheesesteak. So I find... Uh, my way in, and I, I get a spot at the counter. Which is hard to get. You have to swivel, wait. Yep. Right, right. I, uh, those swivel chairs, always with a hole in it, because <laughs> the place is 40, 50 years old. But you sit, and now the, the waitresses are, they're, they've been around for a long time. <laughs> and they're machines. And they're they're machines. To, and they're, right, they're trying to manage the traffic. And they don't have a lot of time for screwing around. You better be ready with your order. Yep. When she comes up, 60 years old, hair up in a bun, uh, bifocals, and the pen is out, and the paper, and she's ready to go. I want cheesesteak with, and out. Five seconds, get it done, and Boom. she moves on. So there, there are two guys sitting next to me. They're in green work uniforms. They had just come from the factory, wherever they were. They were probably 30 years old. They'd already had a couple in them. 
you know. And they said, that, and the, the waitress comes up, elbows on the table, and she says, what do you want? Use. What do you want? want? <laughs> what do you want? And now they start in a dialogue. And they say, in real Philly, they say, well, all right, so we're bringing how many back, Joey? Four? No, what well, they want three. Did he want the chicken cheese? Stick? No, well, the other guy told me, and she says, I am not making this up. She says, I don't give a shit. Tell me what you want. <laughs> That's it. He just looked at him and says, I don't give a shit. Tell me what you want. <laughs> Did I say that on radio? Yeah, well, you're already dead at this point. <laughs> yeah. Twice. Uh, and, you know, people, now, people who are golfers, are li- listen, I'm not even a golfer. I love golf. This is stuff people are talking about. It's a, it's a staple of every weekend. Right? People saying we're bitching yeah, about we it. We're not bitching about everything here. We're only bitching about some things today. We're looking at all the good things in life. Jeepers. Uh, I miss, you know, it, it's bizarre. <laughs> I mean, with, with sports, Tony, I, I miss simple little goofy things. I'm a box score lover. I love the NBA. I love college basketball. Mm-hmm. I miss looking at a box score to see if Jay Crowder went three of seven from the floor in 26 hard hard-fought minutes. Or if Ben Simmons made a jump shot. Right. I'm lost. I'm lost without my box scores, you know. And, and, uh, I mean, I I watched the horse competition last night. That's sad. That was brutal. Uh, That was brutal. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, in all, you know, at the risk of sounding cliched, I do, uh, you know, I certainly uh, am thinking about, um, you know, there's there's tremendous... uh, Heartache and, and and hardship out there right now, uh, and and you know the people on the front lines. I mean, I I can't even wrap my head around what they're doing, uh, what they're going through. The the nurses and doctors and, and EMTs and first responders, and, and I I really hope we rethink how uh, all of these quote unquote essential workers uh, are are treated. Uh, now and when we come when we come out of this, absolutely. That, that would be you know that would absolutely be, be my hope and and hats off to to all those people who are fighting a brave fight out there because uh, this is uh, this is nuts. Well, Rich, it's always great to talk to you, man. Great to catch up. But I know we don't have any golf. We don't have anything of anything. 